This is a summary of the second Sicha in Parshas Vayishlach, Lekutei Sichais Chelek Yud. This is a Rashi Sicha. So for the sake of the summary, we're just going to look at the Pasuk as interpreted by the Rebbe according to Piddush Rashi. Okay, what we're looking at is Perek Lamed Vav in verse 6 and 7. The Pasuk describes the great dynasty of Esau and he had such a tremendous family that he built, etc., and then the Pasuk describes and says that Esau took his whole family, his wives, his sons, his daughters, all the members of his household. Then it says, He took his cattle and his animals, and all of his property. That he had acquired in the land of Canaan. And he went to another land because of his brother Yaakov. And then the next Pasuk goes on to say, because their possessions were too numerous and they couldn't live together. There's an overarching question on the story. The question is, Esav has been living here for decades. Decades upon decades upon decades. He's been living in Eretz Yisrael, in Eretz Canaan, as it was known then. Yaakov was a yeshiva bacher. He was learning. He finally settled down after many, many years, many decades, in a different country, in Choran. He's there for 20 years. He comes back with his family. He comes back to Eretz Yisrael. He's there for a very little amount of time. And now, yeah, Esav leaves. Why does Esav leave? Because both of them have too many possessions and they can't live. It bothers each other somehow that the land can't have two people who are this rich and too much, and therefore one of them had to leave. So yeah, Esav leaves. Pili plun, shocking. Esav's just left. And it, and it doesn't even imply that Yaakov asked him, could you please leave, you know? No, he took his wives and he left. The story is, is, is puzzling in a shocking way. What is happening here? What's the deal? What's going on? So we start as an answer to that question. And that's what Ash is here really to answer. We start on the simplest level, which is that it's very interesting. It says, why couldn't they, what's the simple reason the Pasuk gives? Why did he have to leave? Why did he have to leave? Because the two of them were together. Because the Pasuk Zion says, their possessions were too numerous for them to dwell together, okay, which seems to describe all of their property described in the previous Pasuk, his cattle, his animals, and, and his possessions that he had acquired. Ruchusham means their possessions. The Ruchusham was too big, too much for them to dwell together. And then the Pasuk seems to elaborate on that. And the land of their sojournings could not support them because of their livestock. Now, I could have maybe translated it means their possessions, and that would have made more sense. But Rashi says, no, no, no. Let's go against, let's say it means their livestock, even though it's a little more difficult than how to read the psukim, because you're, 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 it's seemingly you're speaking about all of their possessions, not just the livestock. But then the Pusik narrows in at the end, they had to leave because of their livestock. And basically, in the parsha of Lavan, we, if you look, look at that parsha, you'll see that Yaakov had a crazy amount of sheep. He was tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. He was a billionaire, in, and that was his great success of sheep. Ace, on the other hand, what we learned about his profession was a man of the field. Tzayid, a hunter, other, other things. Not as much of a shepherd as, as, Ace of, as Yaakov was. And therefore, technically, if, if the land couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't support both of them, it would only make sense. And why couldn't it support both of them? Because there wasn't enough midah, there wasn't enough 
um, um, uh, grass, there wasn't enough area of pasture for the sheep, it would make sense from, from a perspective of justice, of fairness, that the one who has the vast majority of those possessions should be the one who gets to stay. Now, obviously, this is not a satisfying explanation, since when is Ace of Mr. Fear, and not everything boils down to, to what's right or wrong, and everything boils down to you know, who has more money. In the end of the day, Asaph's more powerful, seemingly, and Asaph's not exactly a nice guy, and Asaph's been living here for decades. Why did he leave? So it actually says the truth is, is actually something much deeper happening, something much deeper happening, which is why the real reason why he left. Why did he leave? He left because they, there was a covenant made to Avram about the Jewish people, how they're going to be slaves for 400 years and they're going to suffer and be enslaved. The whole promise about the future of the Jewish people. Esav wanted a more tranquil existence. He wasn't looking for the sacrifice and, 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 and for the, you know, and it has benefits, but the, there's too much sacrifice for Esav. But the Jewish people, you have to give up, give up the physical realities many times. He wasn't willing. He wasn't willing. So that's why he left, really. He said that I'd rather leave this place and not be part of the story. You know, the legacy of, of, of Avram will be continued through Yitzchak. Now, the, the, the reason the Pasuk gives why he left was there was too many possessions. So it's actually very interesting. For Esau Stam to leave Eretz Yisrael doesn't mean that he's leaving behind the legacy of Avram. You live here, you live there. Who cares precisely where you're living, the uh, doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that you're continuing the legacy, but when the land of Eretz Canaan only was able to support one of these two, that's when it becomes really relevant. That the fact that one of them, who is the one who decides that they're leaving, and who is the one who stays behind, that turns it into a real decision. Are you the one who's continuous continuing the promise and the legacy? and the sacrifice of Avraham, or not. And that, this was the moment that Esav had, and Esav said, you know what, they can't support the two of us, I'm out of here, because I'd rather not be in slavery. However, in the end of the day, Esav has his pride, Esav has his ego. It's still somewhat difficult. Esav just left, because Yaakov, you know, the two of them, their possessions couldn't be together, and he's the one leaving. So, so Rashi says, actually, there's an, an additional point. The main reason he left was not to have to suffer in Egypt and, and the legacy. However, what about the pride? The truth is there was something was, that was hurting his pride just by being there. His pride itself required him also to leave, which was the embarrassment of having sold his firstbornhood to Yaakov. And therefore, you know, he didn't want to see Yaakov's face. Just, just, it, was, it was an uncomfortable situation as it was. So of course there's uh, of course it's a little bit of a bruise to your pride that you're leaving his possessions. But on the other hand, that was mitigated by the fact that he gets to finally leave this area and leave the place where he sold his bechayda, his firstbornhood, to his brother, and therefore he taka left and uh, and and he moved on. Now we can ask a deeper question, which is that the promise to Avram was that they, that you're your children are going to be in a land which is not theirs, in the land of their sojournings for 400 years. And famously, that means that they weren't in, they weren't in Egypt for 400 years. They were only there for 210 years. 
but it means that they never settled down, you know, until they went to the land of Israel, as a matter of fact, they, they never settled down. So that's what it means. They're always going to be sojourners. So we can ask a more fundamental question, which is that even if Esav agrees to live, leave the land of Israel, um, maybe he's sojourning now in a different land, right? How truly does 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 moving from 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 the sojournings that they had in Israel really let go of the legacy of Avram? And the way it lets go is that it says that he settled in Har Seir, in the Mount of Seir. In other words, he and 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 truly they ended up living there for 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 two thousand years, right? In other words, he 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 came to a place and he decided that this is his place. He's going to be the balabas. He's going to be the government. He's going to be the leader. He settled down. He it became his home. He really came to a place and and made it his own, and that was it. And that was really letting go of the of the legacy. Of that you're going to be sojourners, you know, in these lands, including the land of Canaan. They were sojourners. It wasn't the land of Israel yet. They didn't conquer it yet. Esav took a land that would that was going to be his own and made it his own, and that was a contradiction to this uh, the promise to Avram, and that's how he left it all behind. What is the lesson to us in Galos, us now? It's a very very powerful lesson, which is that we're now in exile. A Jew should never ever ever think that he's home. A Jew is never home. As long as we're in Golos, we're not in our true home. We're sojourners in the land. We're waiting for the promise of the redemption. We're never 100% settled. We're always ready to go. And by the way, this means even in, even if someone who lives in, in Israel, the same thing applies. Because Israel is also in a state of exile right now. In fact, many would say that it's worse Golos in Israel than it is outside of Israel. To be in Galus under Jewish people, how could there be anything any worse exile than being in Israel and 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 seeing the destroyed Beis Hamikdash, seeing an abomination on top of the Beis Hamikdash? There's no deeper exile. I mean, living under Jews who are living in an exile mentality, who aren't living the the Hashem's vision of Teira Mitzvahs, and especially with the completion of Teira Mitzvahs with the Beis Hamikdash, etc. So. The, the, this is a mindset that we're discussing, but a Jew can never ever make peace. His his permanent dwelling place is 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 the neshama, is Torah, is Mashiach, and he feels out of place. Esav settled down. Esav decided that this is my home, the Mount of Seir, and that's and he let go of the legacy of the Jewish people, which of course continued with uh, Yaakov Avinu.